What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! That's right, the truth shall always set you free. This is Tim, this is Get Off My Lawn, the Matt Ramleys of a Gen Xer. We got a little bit to talk about today. Uh, breaking news that Brittany Griner has been released from a work prison in the Soviet Union, or I shouldn't say Soviet Union, in, from Russia. And um, she was exchanged for the merchant of death a former convicted arms dealer that Russians that the Russians really wanted to get. And we get back Brittany, and you know what? You got to be happy for Brittany. You got to be happy for her family that she's being released from a prison. But you also have to take a look at the f- fact that uh, United, States, you know, United States Marine Paul Whelan, who's been in jail for nearly four years in a Russian maximum security prison, who was, was convicted of spying, which, of course, he denies, um, is still in prison. But we got Brittany back. We got Brittany back. I, and I just, you know, I find this interesting. And, and you have to love the Biden administration. We send Russia a convicted arms dealer. And then, you know, of course, they're not like in a war with Ukraine or anything. But we, we, we send them back and we, and we get back Brittany. Now, I, I'm not against Brittany, but here's the problem. Brittany actually broke the law. Brittany actually c- confessed to breaking the law. Brittany actually knew that she had the cartridges. And it doesn't matter the ounce or the amount of size. It's the law within that country. The laws with between countries such as ours and Russia and you know Germany and everyone else differ in reference to narcotics. If you go back into American history not too long ago in the 90s when Biden's crime bill passed, the same ounce of marijuana which would t- which would incarcerate African American, large number of African Americans in the 90s is the same amount that Britney had and got convicted for. But the difference is, and I'm not trying to be rude about it, but the difference is she is an African American lesbian WNBA player. That's the difference. And she should not be subjugated to international laws or the laws of another country. And we use it under the guidelines. Oh, well, you know, it's because of the fact they're doing this for political purposes because they almost they're they're about to get into a war with Ukraine. People forget the war in Ukraine had not even started yet. The Biden administration were uh, put out a memo or, uh, you know, or gave notice to people abroad, Americans abroad, especially those in Russia, to please leave the country and come home because of the fact that they were worried about people being held as political prisoners. But the problem is she actually did it. She admitted to doing it. She got caught doing it. And I love it because someone said to me the other day, uh, if Mike, you know, if this was Michael Jordan, this wouldn't even have been an issue. Well, first of all, Michael Jordan's not dumb enough if he was to smoke marijuana or cannabis to have it in his own luggage. You'd probably give it to his assistant. And I'm not saying more. I mean, I'm not saying Michael Jordan does drugs. I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that whatsoever. But this is not, this is, this is a political, of course, this is a political win for the Biden administration. This is a political win that we've given up a convicted Russian's arms dealer to get back Brittany. <laughs> really? Is, is this what we think? Is this what we think? And I love it because you have people saying that her status as a gay black woman locked up in another country where authorities have been hostile to the LBGQ274 community infused racial and gender and social dynamics into our legal saga and made each development a matter of international importance. And that's and this is what I just said a second ago. Her status as a gay black woman and NBA player led more credence to the fact that a, a white male United States Marine has been rotting in a Russian prison for four years and it's going to be there for another 14 years. But we're not going to include him in this deal because we need to bring Brittany home, even though she admitted to doing what they said she did. Does anyone see the, the, the craziness in that? And like I said, I'm very glad that she is home. But she goes to the Moscow airport through customs where they found vape canisters with cannabis oil in her luggage. She then pleads guilty in July and, and, and admitted to the Russian judicial system that this is what she did. She acknowledged to the court that she possessed the canisters, but said she had no criminal intent, which I always love with people. No, no criminal ever decides their criminally intent to break the law. <laughs> and and you know what? I always love it because they they tell you all the time in court that you know negligence are are are, are you know the ability to not understand the laws. Or, ignorance is not an excuse to break the law. I think that's a better way to put it. Ignorance is not a, is not an excuse. But she acknowledged in court that she possessed the canisters, but had no criminal intent, and that her presence in her luggage was due to hasty packing. Oh, you violated Russian international laws because you were in a hurry. Here's the other problem. How did you get the cannabis canisters into Russia? Oh, you took them into Russia as well, used them, and then decided you're going to bring them back out again. So you got away with it the first time by bringing it into and violating their laws initially, and the canisters are probably filled, filled more, and then you decided to bring them back. So I'm supposed to trade a Russian's arms dealer to get you back because you're somewhat quasi-famous and you're an African-American woman and a lesbian. Oh, I didn't get it at first. I didn't get it. And then she added when she, when she was sentenced in uh, excuse me, August 4th, I hope in your rulings it does not end my life. <laughs> you broke the law. You received nine years. Okay. You know, if you go back to the 1990s, and we've talked about this, during the crime bill that Biden championed, the amount, of, the amount, the amount ounce-wise of, of what she had would still get you a stiffer conviction in the United States in the 90s via a law passed by Joe Biden, championed by Joe Biden. But we don't want to, we don't, we, we play, we as Americans, we always just faint ignorance if we do something illegally in another country. You go to another country, you have to follow the laws of that country. You don't just sit there 
and say, oh, well, you know what? I, I, I'm, a, I'm an American. I don't, need, I don't need to worry about the laws. And then you blame hasty packing as the reason why we are trading a convicted Russian arms dealer during a war in the Ukraine to get Brittany back. And like I said, I'm very happy she's back. I have no problem with her being back. I have problems with the circumstances and what the Biden administration just did. You literally just traded a guy whose name is the merchant of death for Brittany, who knowingly, willingly violated the laws in Russia. But we don't agree with their laws, even though we had the same laws in the books in the 90s that incarcerated millions of African-American men and women. But it's okay because Brittany is a black lesbian basketball player. But we're going to leave Paul Paul Whelan in Russia, who got convicted for spying at, you know, former Marine. No, you're never a former Marine. You're always a Marine. But Marine convicted of, convicted of spying. It's already served four years in a maximum security Russian prison. But pfft, <laughs> Paul, develop a jump shot. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll come and get. Maybe we'll come and get you. Maybe we'll come and save you. I want to talk about uh, Oregon's uh, new strict, stricter gun law, strict gun laws, which they just passed a couple of weeks back. The Oregon Supreme Court is uh, leaving uh, leaves in place in order blocking the new gun law at the moment, and I, I find the gun law interesting because um, it it did pass. Uh, it, it was voted upon by the by the residents of Oregon, and I find it interesting that um, they're saying that the laws, which restricts the capacity or uh, magazine capacity restrictions, and uh, has permitting required um, for you to even purchase a weapon, has been a proven track reference that saved lives. That comes from their state uh, their state attorney general, um, which is also this law, this matter is known as uh, Measure Fourteen. Well, here here's the problem, and this is what I always find interesting. The criminals don't seem to follow these laws. The criminals just seem to say, oh, I, I can't do this. Well, I'm a criminal. So it's okay for me to have a gun that's got a larger capacity than 10 rounds. Which only, if you have, uh, you know, here, here's the law. And this is why I find it interesting. It's some of the strictest laws. And this is Oregon. <laughs> you figure there'd be a lot of guns in Oregon. Um this law basically it bans large capacity magazines over 10 rounds, except for current owners, law enforcement, and militaries. It requires a permit to purchase any gun. To qualify for a permit, an applicant needs to complete an approved firearm safety course that includes a review of a state and federal, which includes reviews of state and federal laws, and demonstrates before a certified instructor that the applicant can properly lock, load, unload, fire, and store a gun. Now, the applicants are also subject to a fee up to $65, need to pass a criminal background check, and need to be determined by a permit agent not to possess danger to themselves or others based on their mental state or past mental behaviors. Wow, that's a lot. I live in the state of Pennsylvania, and I lived in other states that were very gun-friendly, um, and that's a lot. That's a lot to do. It's almost like you don't want people or, or people, you know, citizens— to own firearms. <laughs> that's, that's almost what it seems like. It seems like they're trying to put up this barrier, this wall. And, and, and this way you, you, you know, they don't, they don't want you to, have, they don't want you to, uh, to own a gun. It also establishes a firearm database to be set up by the state police and requires applicants to be fingerprinted and photographed. I am so glad that the criminals in this world, and especially those in Oregon are going to follow these rules. 
I, I'm so happy about that because now we're going to have all the criminals' fingerprints and pictures on file when they commit a crime with a firearm. <sighs> Pun intended. We dodged a bullet on this one. Wow. Now, at no point in time did they speak with the, the law enforcement officers who have to enforce this law and those that have to start doing these applications, going through these processes. One of the, you know, the sheriffs and, and, officer, you know, and the police chiefs have said, we, we, we don't have time to do that. We, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready for this. We're not ready to hand out permits to go through this whole process. Now, the measure uh, narrowly passed uh, in the state election on, uh, I guess it was last Thursday, and it was 50.6 uh, voters supported and 49.4 were against it. The law's passage quickly resulted in legal challenges, of course, um, and the ruling that uh, from Justice Walter left in place was handed down on Tuesday, and that Walters basically blocked the bill for you know because of the fact that they weren't ready to implement it. You're doing this entire law. And, and you want it to be implemented within 30 days. And police chiefs were like, we, we just don't have the time. We don't have the capacity. You know what we need to do? We need to keep people out on the streets to actually deter criminals from committing crimes. But you want me to, ha- they want them to hire staff and have officers sit in a lobby and process applications so someone can fi- legally purchase a firearm. But I love it, though, and it establishes a firearm database set up by the state police and requires applicants to be fingerprinted and photographed. Oh, my goodness. Like I said, I'm, I'm so glad that criminals are going to follow this rule. I'm a bank robber. I need to go buy a gun to rob a bank. I'm going to go through this whole entire process. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just going to buy a gun illegally off the street. You're not tackling the, 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 the issues in reference to the gun is a tool. And I've said this before, the gun is a tool. And like any tool, if you give it to someone and they don't know how to use it, or that you put it in the hands of the wrong person, such as a criminal or someone with mental illnesses, you more likely that tool is going to be used for something that it's not intended to be, such as committing a crime. Now here's the problem. None of this addresses that. You're not addressing the fact that if you, I've, I've always liked the law that if you use the gun to commit a crime, it's an automatic felony. It's and it should be and to me it should automatically be a felony punishable by X amount of time in jail because you are using that firearm to commit a crime that will deter people from using a gun to commit a crime because let's just say you you rob someone but you don't show the gun but you have the gun on your person automatically you should get like three years in jail because there was if you you have that weapon there's always an intent that you were going to use it. If you have if you have mental illness issues, you should not be given a firearm. Of course not. I agree with that 100%. And we should have some laws in place. Oh, God, we do. Where you don't allow people with mental illnesses to purchase a firearm. It's not violating their rights. You have to be. It's the same thing when you operate a motor vehicle. You need to be in your right state of mind when you're operating that motor vehicle. It should be the same thing when you purchase a firearm. It should be the same. But no. We're going to go after the law-abiding citizen, and we're not going to put anything in place which is going to focus on the criminal aspect, and we're not going to put anything in place that's going to focus on the mental aspect of, this, of the per, of people in society. Because of the fact that we are afraid, and the liberals are afraid, that we're going to trample on somebody's rights. 
but it always seems to have a common denominator when you have when you see these mass shootings and on all these other tragedies. They always seem to be loners who have mental issues, who somehow get their hands on a firearm. And sometimes the system failed in detecting these people in reference to their mental illnesses. Sometimes it's a failure in law enforcement, because a lot of these times you, you will hear that after these horrific shootings that these people were on the radar of the law enforcement agents. But you don't sit there, you don't hear, you, you, you know, we don't blame the police for that. No, 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 no. They're, they're very busy. Yeah, because they're busy doing shit like this, processing applications. So law-abiding citizens in Oregon can purchase a firearm. And I love it because you're going to have to, in front of a certified instructor, the applicant has to properly lock, load, unload, fire, and store guns. So you're going to come to my house as I put my gun in my gun safe? Because I'm not going to store my gun in the store. Or is that the next step in this process? We have to take our guns and store them somewhere, not in our home. So if someone breaks into our house, we need to run out <laughs> to the police station, go to the lockbox, ask them for the key, pass a breathalyzer, unlock the gun, run home, and defend our families. Yeah, that seems like that seems like a good idea. <laughs> Great balls of fire. Oh, this is a fun little episode to do today. It's a short one today because you want you want to know what? The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. Matt Ramblings of a Gen Xer, and I'm Matt.